0: Welcome, this is Nerds of the Square Table, here on (laughs) Anchor.fm. Hey, what's up, nerds and geeks out there? This is Nerds of the Square Table here at NSQT Talks. This is episode five. Thanks for tuning in. I am Layton, by the way, if you guys all don't know, AKA Atomic Train. To my left, we got Mark the Master Mix. Hello. And to my right, we got Kaola. Sports wonder.
1: What up, guys?
0: <laughs> so today with this lineup, we're going to be doing movie reviews, Uncle Drew, Ant-Man, and a little bit talking about Stanley. Uh, and then you. later on, we're going to add on our top five moments. What makes us nerdies? Nerdies? Nerdies. Nerdies? nerdies? nerdies. Okay, we're going to geek out on this one. It's, a, it's nerdies on the square table. Yeah, now. nerdies on the square table. <laughs> no, so anyways, starting off, Uncle Drew. Anybody seen it?
2: I have not. I have not. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, well, it's it's all right because i seen it. I, I'm not really a big sports fan. However, I, knew, I know some things about sports. So starting off with Uncle Drew, my thoughts. Funny, hilarious. I thought it was like over the top. And um, the references that they made throughout the whole movie, it was just like nonstop references. So if you're a big sports fan, it's something to really go and watch and like go and... I guess, relive it, you know, their history. I like Shaq's character. Shaq played a big fella. Kyrie Irving's character, we see them on the Pepsi commercials and whatnot. I I think it was the Pepsi commercials, right? It was Pepsi. Yeah, it was Pepsi. Uh, oh, yeah, this movie just so, so totally had a bunch of pepsi logos in the background so not you, surprising not surprising yeah didn't it
2: isn't it because they uncle ju started off
0: as a
1: viral marketing thing for pepsi nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. so
0: nice. It, it was actually pretty like uh on point so i think this was a pepsi movie you know like a pepsi promotion <laughs> movie because you know there was pepsi all over the place Pepsi
1: movie and just happened, there's kyber and yeah, yeah, kyber yeah.
0: Harry Irving, Shaq, Nate Robinson, they played Boots. Tiffany Haddish. So you barely seen Tiffany Haddish in this movie, only kind of like in the beginning part, but it was like, it was all right. Because like, she was doing perform- ghost yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> she was doing all kinds of but, stuff. But you know what? Off the top, she her character is basically just herself. Her being herself. You know, it's not really like something that she had to go like, out of the box to be like she's just playing herself basically she's like a, a Vince Vaughn yeah Vince Vaughn yeah Vince Vaughn always has the same you know same always personality. has the same
2: personality right same character, yeah. same character
0: yeah We I seen Reggie Miller as Lights Nick Kroll which was pretty funny his name was Mookie pretty interesting name but he played kind of like a you know low town gangster guy It was pretty funny uh, Chris Reber, uh, Weber sorry which was a preacher he was a reverend super hilarious scenes he was married to Lisa Leslie's character, Betty Lou. Um, also got to see Aaron Gordon in there, and Aaron Gordon's in there. Aaron Gordon was in there, yeah. Is he playing himself, or is he playing one of the, like? No, Gordon? he 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 actually plays like one of the recruits for the Rucker. So basically, Uncle Drew is based on the Rucker, I guess neighborhood. Yeah. You know, the park. Rucker Park. Yeah. yeah, Rucker Park. He, uh, Lil Rel, uh, well, I don't know how to say his name. How Howery. He played Dax. Lil Rel How Howery. He no, played he, Dax, which was actually the main character. The T.S. motherfucking A guy. Yeah, yeah. the T.S. motherfucking A guy.
2: Right. T.S.A. from... from from get out get out out. yeah Ah.
0: so he he was hilarious he he played dax he was actually a coach so in this he's he's a coach for basketball teams that go to the rucker which is the rucker tournament so he has aaron gordon on his team so supposedly you know through this whole movie he tries to keep aaron gordon with him but aaron gordon later on changed sides and goes to nick crow's character mookie because Nick Krull's character has a, a team of his own and he's basically a, what's you call it, like a team stealer. So his whole team got lost and that's why Dax has to go and recruit Kyrie Irving's character, Uncle Drew, and they recruit all these other old time basketball players. So other people we got to see was Erica Ash. Well, Erica Ash is um, Maya. Maya, he, she's uh, Boots' granddaughter. Uh, we seen Mike Epps, JB Smoove. So it, it was actually like a really, really, really big cast. Big movie, hilarious from the, the beginning. How to the big end. is Mike
1: Epps' character in the movie?
0: Mike Epps' character is actually, he's actually in the barbershop. He's I think he's, yeah, he's in the barbershop scenes with. There's AB a barbershop scene. There's a barbershop ste- uh, scene that they they talk story, and this is where Dax or the character Dax learns about Uncle Drew, or kind of like you know has a. That's awesome. Mentality of Uncle Drew, so yeah, it, it, it's it's really funny from the get go. If you guys didn't see it, go out and see it. You know the references, like how I said in the beginning, it was hilarious.
2: Would you? Sorry. Would you um. Ref- like would you like, recommend recommend it Hell's to like yeah you know, no like to like people that are not familiar with basketball oh, yeah. still go and watch it because it's
0: hilarious okay especially wanna... to see Shaq like Shaq is like his character is angry Shaq you know this is angry Shaq you know pass the ball Kobe you know <laughs> Like, like, throughout the whole movie, he's big fella, but supposedly within the character ties to Uncle Drew, like, he's mad at Uncle Drew because Uncle Drew slept with his wife like, years and years ago. So, he's mad at Uncle Drew, and all he wants is an apology, but he doesn't really get an apology, so the whole time, he's just angry Shaq. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: That's it. I know that they showed this in the trailer, um, yeah. but does uh. Jack ha, like reference any of his Shaq Fu. Like, Shaq Fu,
0: yeah. He well, not really like reference the video game. Not really reference the game, mm-hmm. but he is a kung fu master in, in this. That's part. where they introduce it. And him. and I think that's the only the only reference I can like really say. So um, pretty much the scene from the
2: trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah
0: okay. pretty much the scene from the trailer. But that's all I can really say. I know towards the ending when they had the blooper reels, he he was saying, "Hey, I came a long way from Kazam," <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so, you yeah, he, he did mention that, mention that Kazam. In,
1: is it in the Shazam,
0: movie. Shazam or Kazam? No, it's Kazam. Shazam was actually the Sinbad um, kind of spoof thing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's actually the Man- Mandela effect, you know, yeah. but which Shazam didn't even exist, but people say it did exist with Yeah, Sinbad, I remember seeing it that. It didn't exist,
2: but, Because yeah, that, that got me, too, got me thinking, like, wait, I did see... I did see like Shazam. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I saw that movie. <laughs> like, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was like a mind blower. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, if I was to give this a rating out of ten, I would say this is actually close to a nine, probably like a eight point nine. Wow. On my scale, and that's that's, that's, a, that's pretty high that's, for this summer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was just because it was super funny. And that's like the highest rating you gave out so far. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> as far as everything that it's I've, not, I've
2: seen, like let's it's, not go back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs>
0: Or Star Wars.
1: Or Star Wars.
0: Yeah, so it like the references in this movie was just I don't know. I, I can't really recall too much, but yeah, it was just, it was just super
1: Super exciting, super funny. Was there any other, like, specific ones that you uh, you recognize? I know you're not, like, uh, into basketball or anything, but was there, like, a kind Irving thing about the Heat or anything? Uh, not the Heat, but um, Cleveland, Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers or any other? Any, maybe, maybe Reggie Miller's uh, beef with Spike Lee at one point uh, or you know, yeah. anything like that. that see, that, that kind of stuff, like...
0: Because um, Reggie Miller's character, his name is Lights, and he's supposed to be blind. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Is he a good... Good at free throws or whatnot. He's, uh, oh wait, good at three points. Okay, wait. One, one. Yeah. So, so I know Reggie's character. He had trouble shooting at an arcade. So shooting balls at an arcade, uh, just because he he kept on missing the rim. But the his handler or something, the nurse, kept on pressing the button and saying, "Oh, you got that one. You got that one." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, yeah, look good." Oh, but there was Rain Man references. I don't know if that, that means anything. Rainman, Man. Tom Cruise, Dustin Hoffman
1: movie? Or they're just caught him. No. In
0: yeah, you know the Rain Man shot? Rain Man! And it just and it's supposed to swish. Yeah, and, uh, like, like, a a rainbow, like a rainbow? Like a rainbow I don't know. Somebody said Rain Man. I All remember right. that. I remember... Um, What was it? I remember when... Oh shoot! I, I kind of forgot. See, look, that's that's why it's it's so there's so much things to talk about with this movie. Um, one thing that I can I can like it stands out from everything was Chris Re- uh, Weber's character preacher is told that there is no timeouts and this is the final final tournament. Oh yeah, and, I didn't know where you're going with that. Yeah, and I remember this. I remember this solely because I I recently watched like. A couple days before I watched the movie, I seen or I was watching ESPN archives and it showed the 1993 game with I think it was North Carolina and and his, Michigan. his team, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. they were known as the Fab Five. The Fab Five. OK, yeah. So there was there was that. And then he called the
1: timeout. Yeah, he called the timeout. <laughs> there was no timeout left clock was winding down they had a chance to win the game but since he caught timeout it was a technical foul the other team got the ball back and they basically won the game won the championship game I mean it was dang it was like a, one of the most heartbreaking slash goof-headed plays to ever be done in like sports history and, yeah, I, I
0: wonder what was going through his head because I remember watching it and then like because I I don't okay I wasn't I was two years old at that time okay 1993 okay I was two years old but when I was watching Watch the archives, basketball? no, when I was watching the archives, like oh. recently when I was watching the archives, oh, okay. and I seen the the gameplay, he, he had the ball, he was going down, they cornered him, you know, on the trapped bottom him. of the key, they yeah. trapped him, and then he turns and calls timeout. Even the announcers, the sportscasters were like, he just called a timeout. Oh, no, there's no timeout. That's a technical foul. Yeah, that's,
1: technical uh, foul. Supposedly there was people on the bench on his team Telling him to call timeout, supposedly. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's hectic. Everyone's screaming. Every the clock is winding down. It's hard to make out whatever I'm saying. But supposedly he heard someone say, call timeout. So yeah. he just assumed he had timeout. So, but yeah. he was young. He was just a freshman. Yeah. When he turned out of high school. He was in college. So it was like... Uh, Kind of, like, a, a learning moment for everyone, really, yeah, yeah. So, it was, I don't know, it was that's that's what really
0: stuck out to me just because I kind of seen a little bit of history and then it could relate to this movie, but yeah, over the top, it was really good. But switching gears, okay, because we're getting really basketball heavy now, but we're gonna go talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man
2: and the Wasp. So, views,
0: yeah. So, Mark, how did you like that, that movie?
2: Um, I liked it, I actually yeah. thought it was. It was good. It was uh, funny and enjoyable, as all Marvel movies usually are, majority of them. Like, we can
0: all agree. Like, uh, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp, like, I like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. And I, and I hope you guys agree with this. It, it, in my thoughts, it was enjoyable, it was funny, and everything. However, it didn't feel like Ant-Man and the
2: Wasp. I, I felt like this was a Wasp movie. Yeah. This was just based off the Wasp. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, because I guess what they were trying to do with this movie was uh, make the female character or the female actress yeah. not the usual supporting actru- actress. Yes, Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, yeah. kind of like she was spirit, spear- spirit. Yeah, not just a psychic. She was spearheading the the main female protagonist journey. Yeah, ghost. Kind of yeah. like maybe like a. I guess they were testing it with from like testing it now to see how like audience's reaction so they know what to expect from yeah. Captain, Captain, Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel yeah yes alright
1: like I, when you guys just said that I, I didn't get it but now that you're saying that, just a psychic thing I kind of see it now I yeah. kind of agree with that it was I, now I realize that yeah it, it was it was more of a boss 50-50 split than just more Ant-Man I just realized that just now yeah, yeah. Cause, in, cause I
0: think like they made it that way just because we don't have like personal uh, uh, like I guess um kind of like personal connection to the wasp um we have more personal connection to paul rudd's character um and man uh, just because scott lang you know he you gotta remember he got out of jail in the first one he he's just trying to establish his connection with his daughter which his daughter loves him no matter what cassie yeah cassie, cassie. so so like um you know in this one he he escapes or not escapes he
1: there's he a he has a, a plea bargain yeah
0: there's a plea bargain, right? From from him with the RAF. Yeah. because yeah, he was at the RAF. Um and then he had a plea bargain. It was two years of of house arrest, um, which FBI, you know, would always surveillance him and watch him and whatnot. Yeah,
2: regularly regularly check yeah. in, yeah.
0: Regularly check in and whatnot. So you gotta expect that he's trying to do the right thing, still keep that connection with his daughter. Um, you know, all he wants to do is just be be a family. Kind of like a, a father figure. Pretty much continuing what he was trying to do with, yeah.
2: in the beginning, yeah. in the first movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that his connection with um, like the ex-wife and stepfather of his daughter. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I guarantee, I, I'm
1: so glad that the connection there was was a lot smoother than yeah, before. Yeah, is that your yeah. typical strained relationship that you see in like an ex-wife? Than a like mm-hmm. a new boyfriend or husband type of thing yeah it kind of brought back like daddy's too like you remember that
0: kind of feel like with daddy's too like they're kind of like best friends a little bit what is daddy's too daddy's home too? uh i think it's, is it daddy's home mark Too? Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. yeah mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg. Will Wahlberg Will and little yeah. yeah they're those two characters All they're right. kind of like buddy buddies mm-hmm. like in this one they kind of seem buddy buddy just because you seen that hug at the end yeah. right when they were leaving
2: yeah that big hug oh that man that was funny
1: that was that was funny. Like man. that
2: whole situation. It was funny. And, and he's I like,
1: a big guy. I like the actor, Bobby yeah. Carnival. He's yeah. uh he can do drama and comedy, but I like it when he does comedy. More often, he's really good, mm-hmm. and Judy Greer, who plays the ex-wife, she's uh Maggie. She's uh she's like one of my female crushes. I'm not yeah. my <laughs> so you got she, Paul Rudd, like, your male crush. She's like no, she's like underrated because oh, not okay, many people. Okay. She she never really gets like a lead role. A lead role. She's always like the side character or like the best friend of the character. Yeah, yeah. But she's always like funny and snarky and mm-hmm. like clever. I don't know. No, yeah, yeah that makes sense. But like, uh, I'll tell you guys the truth. Right
0: off the get-go. I slept during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you fell asleep in the I deal? fell asleep in the theater however my brain was still working you know like i still was recording with my ears (laughs) but like i know what happened and you know what was going on but i fell asleep and the reason for that is because in the beginning the movie was too slow it was slow there was nothing to like capture like i already know that he's trying to be a father figure i already know that he's he's going to be on probation because it it was said in infinity wars or on on the kind Uh, house arrest because it was said in infinity War, yeah you know so i was expecting that i really expected that i wanted something like a curveball however the the comedy and the timing that was funny yeah that's what made the movie i i i say
2: and i think it was a good idea that they did it that way they made this movie more of a comedic they emphasized the comedic relief because Mm -hmm. because we as a marvel on the marvel timeline we're we're still devastated, we're still devastated yeah. from Infinity still War. Sad. Yeah, yeah that, all sad. the Marvel fans are just like down and out because because of the what happened because this of the Thanos up. snap. This was the pick me we needed. But this I mean, is yeah. The snapping. The snapping. The <laughs> yeah. It's called so, snapping. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I think this movie was. It was a band aid, not a band aid. Like a. It was kind of like,
0: like, like a pick the, me up. the brighter side of
2: things. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like it's like we're still Marvel. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're Marvel. We're not. We're yeah. not gonna. We're still Marvel.
1: We're gonna emphasize family yeah 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 stuff like that so
0: this is this is what i'm also gonna add even though i slept throughout the movie or not throughout the whole movie like just some pieces here and there i would say that this movie is the most comic book related movie i've i've ever seen and it's because it's not like you know you need to watch the whole timeline this one if you don't know anything about marvel or its cinematic universe Like he can just go watch this movie and enjoy it because it's it's a comic book style. It's an adventure. You don't have to link this to anything, and that's what I like about it. You know, like you don't have to watch the first one. You don't have to watch the first one to understand the second one. To get understand what what it is, and you know what, with the villain that they have, Ghost, you know that's like a sub B character or sub C character. You know, like a sub villain. I mean, like it's not a main villain, but it's yeah. just somebody that's there. You know, just the same thing like Ant Man. Ant Man is a, a, like according to uh, or pertaining to like the whole uh, Avengers roster. You know, roster. Yeah. You know, he's not the A list. You know, he's not the A list uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's actually like a B or a C, like a sidekick character. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, seeing just just seeing this in this movie, it was funny. Oh, how you like the scene when he's like. Short. Oh, when he's, oh, like when short, he's, running, running, around he's running around the school? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was funny. Man. That was
0: you want a juice box and a cheese thing? <laughs> <dick? laughs> did he, did he
1: want have one? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that or was... he's, just, he's jumping up and trying to grab the bag. And then the wasp just like... Yeah, hope was like... All right, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you almost got it. You almost <laughs> got it. Come on. <laughs> that
0: was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And you know what? That's the that's another thing why I liked about this movie. It It showed... Remember how we talked about um, DC versus Marvel? DC is a little bit more serious, more vulnerable, right? You you see their weaknesses and you know strengths and whatnot. Yeah. In in this movie, they showed Ant Man's weakness. His devices are not gonna work all the time. Oh
2: yeah, like his, and, his yeah.
1: suit was like he just he grew uh, he grew and he broke in the whole time. Where was uh, Hank Pym's suit that was a work in progress? It wasn't it wasn't finished. I mean, when he switched to his the the original freak, suit yeah is original. Well, he didn't switch to it they used it for a little bit but um it it was working but yeah it yeah. was a, just to get to the quantum a prototype, the prototype yeah but it, it worked it, it worked out you know so yeah um but
0: that's what i liked about it they showed that he is vulnerable you know and sometimes his gadgets are not going to work all the time so that was cool but um that final post credit scene. I know everybody wants to talk about the post credit scene, so let's get into the post
1: credit scene. That was the best part of the movie for me. <laughs> what? It was. It was, because I didn't... You could have just YouTubed it. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't... I guess now I look at it, I it would kind of make it obvious, but it was... Brought me back to the snapping, I guess. It yeah. was like, yeah. oh, I'm back to being bummed again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for reals.
2: I mean, they needed that, though. They needed a way to, to show... To Remind us to remind yeah. kind of to yeah. show us that th- this is gonna be connected, yeah. or this is like this is where we're gonna start the next movie, yeah. So, yeah. if
0: you guys don't know what we're talking about in the first post credit scene, uh, what's his name? Scott Lang goes into like wears a suit and he goes into the quantum realm, yeah. As he's in the quantum realm, he he gathers up energy, this the energy force, or whatever he's he's planning to come back, however, the camera goes out into the real world and it shows. Michael on Michael Douglas mm-hmm. along with uh uh My- Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. and Evan Evangeline Lily. Uh, yeah. Okay? And where they were standing all we see is like what would you call it the ash dust ash dust, ash, dust. Yeah. yeah. So we see Asher Dust and it's the same Asher Dust that we have seen in Infinity Wars. So this means that you know he's still stuck I- in the quantum realm. How is he going to get out? We don't know. Yeah, but be- we seen that they, they disappeared so we know that it has something to do with Thanos. so it was a really like r- big reminder they're a part of the unfortunate that they're half. Part, yeah they're part of of this whole big you know you're dead you know <laughs> kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of stuff uh the second post-credit scene you
1: guys remember that one I do yeah did you like it like I think it was the most funniest they showed it in the trailer though so it was it was no big deal I mean I I did they I, show it in the trailer they did the fact that I yeah. didn't see it in the movie, I just assumed it's gonna be the end credit scene or some uh, deleted scene they put in the DVD and Blu-ray. But I figured it was gonna happen um, yeah. at the end of the post-credit. Yeah, because it pro- wasn't the trailer. Yeah.
0: So in the trailer, I mean, in the second post-credit scene, what it was was a camera pans out. It shows the TV, and it has we're back the at, we're back at Scott Lang's apartment. Apartment. Yeah. Back at Scott Lang's apartment shows the tv it's um like emergency screen and you hear the emergency sirens ee- in the background and then the camera pans over to the ant which is the big ant that the was
2: the big ant that was playing playing car. was was uh filling in for him yeah with the with he that his tracker was tracker. to
1: just fill in for paul Rudd on his yeah. everyday life while he sneaks off and, and does super does some madman stuff yeah. without the FBI realizing he yeah. left out. Yeah. and that one yeah, that ant
0: and <laughs> that ant was just playing the rock band what you call it like, was it rock band or was it no, just, just a regular just drums like a drum. it was a electric, yeah. electric yeah. drums yeah. yeah. so yeah he was playing regular
2: electric drums and then that's it scene so I think it was funny cause not a lot of not a lot from that
1: scene but I mean yeah, there's
2: some like I think that's pretty much like a, a snippet of what like a reminder. So. Yeah, like you, a snippet of, you hear the
1: emptiness on the outside. You don't hear any cars car noises Yeah, people are going on and it, it sounds like it's been going on for a while. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, a snippet
2: or a look at life after the snap. I think it was funny because
0: the ant playing the drums, whereas, you know, he's supposed to be released. Like, uh, Paul Rudd's character is supposed to be released already. Yeah. You know, from, from the FBI. So,
2: and the ant and is still doing the same tasks. I don't know. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just. Find I think it it's numerous. because the ant is doing the same tasks because uh, they control him, right? Like, Michael Douglas controls the ants. Mm-hmm. And I think Michael, because Michael Douglas is not there anymore, he turns yeah. to Ash, that the ant is just, like, following, okay, like, still routine. following the orders. Like, yeah, my daily routine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a
1: theory, though. I mean, during that post, Credit scene with uh Ant Man the Wasp and the original Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's when they're about to put him in the quantum realm, Michelle Pfeiffer warns them that like one, you can't stay in there for long, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna take you out real quick. And two, try to stay away from. She said some type of dimension, but some type of stuff that can let you like time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she he, she mentioned that. I yeah. I, I remember so saying that. Yeah, I'm assuming. Scott is gonna find his way back into the past. Not the too distant past. Maybe like during around like before the snap at least. And yeah. he's gonna try and fix whatever happens or warn. Maybe maybe Civil War. Whatever's gonna happen. Maybe Civil War. And there's yeah. been the two Avenger movies, they've been they've been filming back to back. And there have been uh leaked set photos of like Robert Downey Jr. And, and Loki. And it looks like they're reenacting when Loki got caught at the end of the first Avengers movie. When he's uh, locked up, they have shield around him, and he's like handcuffed, and there's like a mouth guard around him and yeah. by him. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is there too. There's like a set photo in there, and it looks like they're they're traveling back in time. So I'm yeah. assuming they those... is gonna do something. Maybe he's gonna use the power or whatever he collected from the quantum realm to mm-hmm. use it to time travel. Mm-hmm. But um, it looks. I think that's how he's gonna get out. He's gonna to time travel, warn the vendors somehow.
2: To add to that, uh, the leak photos you also see. You see Iron Man, mm-hmm. yeah. you see Captain America, and if you notice, they all have that same watch thing yeah, it's like on their hand. Watch thing yeah. and then, that it yeah. turns. It's kind of like what was that time travel, right? It's yeah. a device it that like, that's what I'm thinking. the same thing. Like the thing is the same thing that Michael Douglas has, right? No, you know I didn't realize that. I, I think it's the same I thing know, that Michael yeah. Douglas that device. Good, yeah, that's a good so idea. I believe Tony Stark kind of like maybe takes Michael Douglas's Pint technology. Technology. Uh, fashions his own time yeah. warp thing or time traveler thing, and they all go and they all go back to that try a, to like yeah. try to prevent the Infinity Stones from ever getting to Thanos or yeah. to ever existing or something. Oh, that's oh, one that's of the theories I, I was reading. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's that's really interesting if that happens. Yeah. Sheesh! Wow, that's no, that's good why stuff. Like, good it's stuff. a lot of good stuff that we're um you know that like even though this was kind of like a, a movie that I slept through, there's a lot of interesting stuff that. <laughs> That is pertaining to the future, so the future of, of the
2: our, universe, yeah.
0: You know, and <coughs> yeah, we're getting to towards the end of what's kind of the invasion. I mean, not invasion, Infinity Wars. You know, which likely would have the invasion secret wars later. I don't know. Hush, hush. Okay. Anyways, um, but you know, it's a dark time. We gotta remember, it's a really dark time. However, what kind of brightened my day throughout the movie was just seeing Stanley. Stanley's character in that. Well. His
1: cameo was. What was he? I just,
2: didn't, well, I'm trying to
1: his car me. shrinks yeah. during the chase scene when he's about to go in. And then he yeah. mentions something about, I should have stayed off all those drugs. <laughs> yeah.
2: Day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think yeah. I remember
1: yeah. Yeah, it, that,
0: that was a cool scene. <laughs> his... it, was, it was funny. Uh, I don't know. Just seeing that guy, you know, it just makes it. It just makes it. Like, he. Because he, he's the father of, of The Marvel. father of Marvel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the father of Marvel. Everybody knows him. If you don't know him, Look him up, Stan Lee. Okay, like, and it's sad because you know he he has all this lawsuits. I don't know if you guys kept up with the news or whatnot pertaining to Stan Lee, but he had a lot of lawsuit or kind of like stuff uh, happening lately. Supposedly, he's he was kind of abused um, by one of his handlers. I guess his associate or whatnot. Um,
2: I think it was it was his business manager. His business manager. What's uh, the guy's K- title? K-, K K is it Kia or Kia? I think it's Kea. i want to say kia because it's it's spelled k-e-y-a yeah first name last name morgan yeah last name morgan so, kia morgan kia morgan so like uh supposedly
0: there was like a whole lawsuit with kia morgan uh being the abuser for Stanley or uh, been abusing Stanley, uh verbally abusing him along with financially manipulating him Um, According to his former nurse, uh, former house nurse. Uh, Basically, lately in the news, uh, the judges dropped his, like Stan Lee's protection from the courts. So now he's kind of like open game. Like, if anybody's going to, like, probably assassinate him or kill him, he's like, nobody can protect him. The courts cannot protect him anymore. I don't think
1: anyone's going to assassinate Stanley. Well, no, I'm just saying I think, like, like I'm just I saying, think
2: like in a, in a side yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. Not saying like that if he's anybody kill I think him, kill if, him. Want, if anybody wants to like go f- go against him legally yeah. to yeah. maybe get some money off him cuz he has Cause a lot of money. I'm not going to say like kill him kill him like murder him, but I'm sorry. I think, like, I'm just I think <laughs> people I yeah. think be, because financially, P, yeah, financially, because every like everyone knows he's what, 95 he's years he old, He's 95 and, he's and he has rich. he has assets. He, yeah, he's uh, he, the father of fucking Marvel. Yeah.
0: And then like, so basically the drop, I mean, the judges dropped the protection. So now the courts don't don't protect Stanley. So nobody's protecting him. The only one to support him, Stan Lee, on the side is Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith has like he's just a big fan of Stan Lee. He has nothing to do with Marvel or you know all that kind of stuff. Like no assets he's in a, Marvel. He's going it's just, like he's a devol- yeah. devoted fan. Yeah, he's just yeah. a devoted fan. But he's the only one that's making moves. Whereas you all do? these billion dollar like. What did uh, Kevin Smith do? Like basically, what he's he's been doing is kind of like uh, promoting awareness for Stan Lee. Like people have to stop this. This kind of um, thing, you know, like, Stanley is 95, like I we said. He can't handle stuff on his own. Yeah. That's too much, you know. The, which leaves he, him vulnerable. Yeah, which leaves him very vulnerable. So, he needs assistance from, from his people. Yeah, and, you know, he and has that's a
2: su- susceptible? Successor? Or susceptible? Or no, no susceptible, susceptible to elder abuse, which elder is what abuse. he was... Yeah. He filed a TRO, yeah. or restraining order, against his former business. Yeah, Or, I don't know if it's for... I don't know the if the he's former, still... No, I'm I former, right? yeah. former business manager. Former business manager. Because then right.
0: this was this was actually during the time when he was uh, suing uh Paul Entertainment, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So this was the one billion dollar lawsuit um which ended up being dropped anyways, like just a few days ago. So, you know, it's just you, you can imagine the life of Stan Lee but you know seeing him on the big scene um big screen and um in doing his cameos, you know, it's like you know, he he loves his fans. Yeah. He loves his fans he you like uh you don't know you don't notice that he's going through a lot like he's he's depressed and he's you know sad because one of the like his his nurse said that you know mr lee it feels like he's giving up like he wants to give up on all of this accusations or whatnot this lawsuit so that's why it's dropped all all there is like there's nothing left all there is is to eat uh s- sleep and die so that's really dark for somebody like stan lee to yeah. say that's yeah, that's
2: sad,
1: man. Yeah. It is a fucked up thing to do when people take advantage of old people. And it's just in general. It's yeah. not it's just not the rich and famous, old, yeah. just old yeah. people in general. It happens like a lot. Of, yeah. It's messed up. Huge respect to Kevin Smith. I didn't know Kevin Smith was doing that. Yeah. I love Kevin Smith. I'm a huge fan of Stanley. Um, I'm going to talk about Kevin Smith later on, but he is one of the guys I, I really love. Like, anything mm-hmm. he does, anything he touches, he has my attention. Yeah. And and
0: what's interesting about it is that there's there's actors and producers and all that that makes, like, million dollars and billion dollars, but they're not doing shit. And this guy, Kevin Smith, he's not making million and billions of dollars. He's like a regular Jersey guy. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a regular... He's, he's a regular nerd. I mean, he's, yeah. He
1: basically is. I mean, and and, he, But he's he, doing something.
0: Yeah. That's what's amazing. So, <laughs> anyways, kind of shifting gears from the dark topic, we're going to start off with our top five moments um, that makes us nerdy. So, just continuing... Continu- me continuing off of Stan Lee. Um, what's your my, top your f- What's your, fi- your five? One of, one of my fives is actually getting to meet the guy. So, I... Okay, I'll tell you the truth. Like, I knew of Stan Lee, but I didn't know I was going to have this type of reaction. When I when I was at Amazing Comic Con Hawaii, when they first brought him down. Like When it was that, 20? 20... This was a couple years ago. Like, 2016? Um, 2015, uh, I, I think. Yeah, 2016, 2015. Amazing Comic Con 2015? Yeah, around there. But anyways, when I first seen him, I was standing in line because one of my friends was going to get something autographed. However, we were standing in the lo- in the wrong line. It was actually the line to take pictures with him. As soon as the doors open, as soon as the doors open and then he came out and he's just like, Hey, Excelsior, hello. And then we're just like, oh, everybody's screaming. My phone came up. I was shaking. I was gonna cry because I was like, oh, my God, this is so surreal. You know, I thought he was a robot because he looks so old. But,
2: but because so robots old. look old. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. Well, he, I thought he was a robot because he looks so old. But he's still walking and he's still smiling and he's How still, is this hello. man standing? <laughs> I, even, I even got. Oh, I had chicken skin. I'll tell you guys this. I had chicken skin. He was signing one of my Goodwin cards, like just a base card. He was signing it. I got to shake his hand. And it's just, like, he was so, like,
2: fragile. Yeah,
0: so frail. There you go. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, I was like, thank you. And Did you just,
2: get a picture with him?
0: No, nah, that's too expensive. <laughs> yep. oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there there is pricing, you know, when if you want to get a picture with him Dang. or or uh, pay for his autograph. Because people sell them on eBay. What? People sell stuff that whatever Stan Lee's in, they sell it on eBay. A picture? Yeah. Even if it's not them, they'll yeah. buy it. Yeah, they'll buy it because it's that's, Stan Lee.
2: Oh, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so that's one of my my one of my top moments. Kilo, you you want to take next? What's your
1: one of What's your I guess we'll go just go down the line. Yeah, fifth, fourth, third, yeah. second, right. first. No particular order, I guess. But I like mentioned earlier, Kevin Smith. Well, I'm a huge film TV buff. I watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of TVs. Uh, pay attention to the writers, directors, the producers. So uh, one of the guys I'm a huge fan of Was Is Kevin Smith Um, I idolize him Like I have a lot of Respect for him He writes directs, produces A lot of his movies Even stars in it I mean Mm -hmm. he for, For you guys Who don't know He's Silent Bob And Jen Silent Bob Silent Bob Yeah I mean, but he's also the writer, director, and producer of *Jane Sand and Bob*, *Tride like, Back*, Clark, clerks. uh, *Dogma*, which is one Dogma. of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. I Ch- love *Dogma*. Chasing Damn. Amy. Chasing Amy. A lot <laughs> yes. of people hate Chasing Amy. I yeah. don't. You know. It's a, it's
0: a troll movie. Like, you, know, you
1: got Ben Affleck. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, Kevin Smith, Judd Apatow is another one where anything he touches, I I gotta watch. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a he's a really really creative funny guy in real life guys don't know who Judd Apatow is he's uh he did Knocked Up uh, that was a good movie semi-sequel with my boy Paul Rudd this is 50 Mm -hmm. super bad Pineapple Express pretty much like any movies with like Seth Rogen Jason Segel that whole cast Paul Rudd uh, Jonah Hill was he the one that did this is the end did he Mm, do that one no Uh, he might have maybe um I don't think he wrote it or directed it. I know that for a fact. He might have maybe produced it or helped yeah. out a little bit. But I know he wasn't um he wasn't part of like the directing or the writing. Oh wow. Yeah. I was hoping so for good. like a cameo of him, you know, during it because there was a lot of cameos. Yeah, and, and then pretty much that's that's the whole crew that yeah, the whole cast like, that yeah. they use, yeah, in all yeah. his movies. He also did uh Fricks and Geeks, one of my mm-hmm. all time favorite T V shows. Kevin Smith did Frick no, and No, Judd Apital. Jud I thought Geeks. you're still talking about Kevin Smith. <laughs> he did uh basically started James Franco's career mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's career Jason Segel's career and they're all in that same TV show if you guys never heard of Freaks and Geeks it only lasted one season but it's one of the best TV shows of all time I watched it it's good. and it's, uh, it's a good cast I mean you got you got young James Franco who I'm not gonna lie is sexy you got a young <laughs> Seth Rogen you got young Jason Segel and you have you have the storylines that are just relatable it's one of the best teen dramas in my opinion that i've seen because you can relate to a whole bunch of moments and it's it's funny and it's hilarious and it brings back a lot of nostalgia about it no that's just one of my moments
2: yeah Yeah, that's cool uh one of my moments nerd moments it's
1: gonna be i don't know how to
2: incorporate it with you guys moments but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna do my my own do my own thing i guess uh it's gonna be when i discovered pokemon oh my
1: goodness (laughs) was that in like what fifth grade for us no i think fourth grade don't I, tell me it was recent. No, it wasn't recent. <laughs> it wasn't
2: recently. Recent. Freaking 90... When did Pokemon Red and Blue come out? It was like 90s. 93. I know it was made in 93. Around, well, I don't know. I remember... I'm, I'm getting I'm pretty it. sure it was 93. I got it. I got what Red and Blue. Yeah, around, dude. Because I remember turning on the Game Boy, and it said... It said yeah, in 1993. Copyrights 93, 93 okay, yeah. Yeah, it's I was bringing back. Yeah, I, no I, was, I was thinking 6th so, yeah.
1: grade, but it was earlier then.
2: So when I was a kid, um, before I even bought the game, I used to get. I, what was it? Game Informer back then? Way back, I think it was, it was. I think it was something else. It was a magazine. There was a I, lot. There
1: was Game Informer. There was tips and tricks. There was. Uh, yeah, there was I think it was tips thick. and tricks. Anyway, <laughs> it might have
2: been tips and tricks that I, I used to go with when I go to the grocery store with my mom's. Um, the shark cheat code. I would go. <laughs> I would go get a magazine, and it was a video game magazine i remember this one moment this one magazine i would go i would read it and then i would basically just look at the pictures and i would go to the back and in the back it was the pokemon advertisement all the pokemon clumped up together it said pokemon on the bottom and i was just like oh this is awesome look at all these freaking creatures that i don't that i don't even know what they are what they do but Mm -hmm. they look pretty cool and if this game looks pretty nuts so i ended up Convincing my mom to buy the game, red and blue. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I just nerded out on the Game Boy. Wow. Pokemon red and blue. Which one did you choose first? What well, I mean, what starter Pokemon did you choose? I picked. It had to be Charmander. I, yeah, like I played. Didn't pick Charmander? I played Red first. I picked Charmander first, obviously, because it Char- Charmander yeah, evolves into Charizard, and Charizard yeah. was on the freaking yeah. cartridge. So yeah, and I freaking played. I played Pokemon all the way up. Okay. Okay. There was a moment from back then to now where I had a gap where I did not play Pokemon. I did not talk about Pokemon at all. got tiring, that's why? I I don't know if it got tiring. I think it just got to, it It got to a point. Yeah, I guess I grew out of it in a sense. Yeah, I get where
1: you're coming from.
2: Yeah. But yeah, like back... Like, way back then, that was when, like, like I knew Pokemon was that shit. And yeah, I was, was all into
1: Pokemon. It was. Yeah. And you know what? It's
0: kind of making nerdy a comeback. Out. That I was one, have... one of
1: my nerding out It was. is making a comeback. It's I mean, kind of making a comeback. I'm in the same way. I, I haven't paid attention to Pokemon or even talked about Pokemon, like, from high school. Mm-hmm. All the way until, like, Pokemon Go came out. Pokemon Go... Brought me back into Pokemon. And, that, and all these yeah. new generations, I have no idea who I'm catching. <laughs> I don't even know me. the original. Same thing with me.
2: Like, after, I think yeah. it was the second generation. After the second generation, because that was Gold and Silver, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Gold and Silver was the last Pokemon game that I ever played. Aside from like the N64's Pokemon Snap and Pokemon yeah, Stadium. Stadium yeah. yeah, after that, like Pokemon Gold and Silver were the last Two that Game played. Boy game that I played. Yeah. So I don't know Black and White. I don't know Ruby and. Yeah, I don't know Sapphire X and Y. Well, I kind of do know like, X
0: and Y. Like, I played X,
2: but yeah. not all the way because I kind of lost interest. But, <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I'm slowly still trying to get in, like, I mean, learn all the yeah. Pokemon and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. So
0: anyways. No, yeah. No, yeah. same here. Same here. Like, so my, my, one of my top fives or whatever, my next one would be card collecting. And you know what? To second that, yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. My first story with Pokemon cards was I was at my, my grandma's, uh, my grandma used to dance hula. So I was at my grandma's halal. I was waiting on the stairs. There was this girl that I made friends with. And then she had Pokemon cards. So she was showing me her Pokemon cards. And I was like, what the hell is this? Who the hell? Like, what is this? Pika Pik- Pikachu, oh, bless you. You know, I was like that kind of type. And I was like, "What? what is all this? And then after, I seen KB Toys. KB Toys had the booster packs. I asked my grandma, hey, one of my friends or one of the girls that I made friends with, she has uh, something like that. You know, so my grandma's thought, okay, your birthday's coming up. I'm going to buy it for you for your birthday. I had it for my birthday. I got hooked. After that, I had binders and I had I had sleeves for my shinies, you know, all that kind of stuff, and it just picked up momentum. But I would add, yes, I only like the originals. I only like the originals when it switched over to Neo, you know, like the Johto League, um, which is like Lugia and Ho and stuff like that. Yeah. So we shift over to um, Neo. Like I didn't like it at first, but I it grew on me. And then after that, when they shift gears again. like the third and then the fourth generation then that's when i was i i lost interest yeah but you know pretty much card collecting pokemon cards was was my number one that's what i always i always did that was like one of my nerdiest moments and still to the to today uh just couple i think was like about last year or a couple months ago or whatnot they revamped the original uh decks for cards um for the pokemon cards they had the evolution series for Pokemon cards. And those were the original, like, original style cards. Like, uh, looks exactly, well, kind of, yeah, exactly like the original um, printouts or prints. But the only difference is, is the top left, there was uh, basic. Like the, you know, basic evolutions, evolution number two, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So those are the only difference. But, you know, the the picture in the back, along with the holograph, um, the holo- like the hollows uh, foils, yeah. you know it was the same and that's why i was like holy shit like i'm just like oh my god this is bringing back my past oh i love
1: this feeling you <laughs> know nostalgia yeah. yeah nostalgia that's where it's at but yeah that was card collecting for me right that's that will be my next one card collecting pokemon is pretty much what started my hobby mm-hmm. of card collecting mm-hmm. i had no idea how to play the game i had no idea what like <laughs> three Three, you, didn't, you, didn't fighters, read, man, or, you didn't read the manual you know, what, that with did. did. You need the color you know, pieces. Yeah, like yes. I, half of my cards were in Japanese. I don't know how to speak <laughs> Japanese or read Japanese. That's like, true. I, I don't know what it did or does. That I just collected so it just true. because it was fun. It looked cool. And you could get rare cards and get shiny yeah. cards. I had a lot. Um, I don't collect Pokemon cards anymore, but I still collect cards. It's mm-hmm. uh, sports cards. Sports cards. Sports cards. Yeah. Football, basketball, that's pretty much what I got. But I have a ton of really good sports cards that I'm not afraid to show off. There's mm-hmm. a, I got a LeBron James one when he's in high school jersey, signed and numbered mm-hmm. from him. Larry Bird booklet card, Damian Lillard rookie autograph card. Dang. I got a Nick Foles autograph card, Super Bowl MVP for the reigning defending best football team in the world, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> sure it out, there. Uh-huh. I got I got a football sign with uh, Nick Foles, Gerald McCoy, some other Pro Bowlers. Um, but yeah, I got a lot, and I still collect them. So that would be my one of my nerd things that make me a nerd. Yeah, a nerdy.
0: Even though if it's sports or whatnot, whatever you're into, you're a nerd because you're a huge fan of of this kind of you know. Like as long as you're a huge fan, I guarantee like you know statistics, you know all this
1: kind of stuff when things happen. So that makes you a nerd. <laughs> yeah. I, I have spent a lot of money on sports cards too. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, like it's it's pretty bad. It's a fun <laughs> when I think about it, like skeletons I, out the closet. I spent on Black Friday one year nine hundred dollars. Damn, oh my my goodness. I'm not gonna lie, but that's that that's Jeez. the year I got like a Larry Bird booklet card, um, and it's like a mini booklet autograph card. It's unique. Uh, I got the yeah. LeBron James one. I got some other good cards, but yeah, I I spent spent a lot of money on that. Well, it's worth it though. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um Don't my next
2: <laughs> I'm judging <laughs> But no, nah, I'm just joking. My next nerd moment would be I'm gonna go with cartoons. Let's okay. change it up a bit. Yeah, cartoons. Yeah. Um I still like cartoons up to now. I'm gonna, I'm not afraid to admit that. Rick and Morty, mm. waiting for that shit. Um, I still watch a couple of other like kitty fucking cartoons. Like now, I'm judging you. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons, but it's the most recent ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, like um, every every like ever since long time ago. Like obviously the Pokemon TV show. Watch that. Yeah, um, I
0: still like Pokemon TV. Yeah,
2: but yeah, cartoons was like one of my nerd moments too like a big part of my childhood yeah big chunk yeah yeah what, what kind of cartoons are they, like like you talk about like uh, Cartoon Network like Dexter's Laboratory kind mm, of style or not really Cartoon Network or is it like WB like uh, Animaniacs yeah it was more like Animaniacs um, Animani- more like like, Nickelodeon stuff. Oh, Nickelodeon? And, not Red yeah. Red, was it? No, yeah. I, I remember those,
0: bro, those cartoons back when we were little, like, those were the best. Yeah, man. Now it's,
2: I don't know, I, it's kind of shitty. And then nowadays you see it on, like, like on you song. see, you see, like, little clips on Facebook and you're just like, oh, you like it because yeah. it's part of your childhood and you remember how it felt to be freaking happy watching a cartoon. Yeah, I always, yeah. Wa- I always
0: try to look up, like, retro junk. Like just because they always had like the nostalgic archives, you know, with the cartoons and rewatch the cartoons. Right? Yeah. Oh, I just like that feeling. Eating cereal. <laughs> Eating, cereal. Eating cereal. Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But well, that's a good one. So um, next one, I guess I'll go. Uh, so my next one, I'm gonna knock out two birds with one stone. So I'm gonna talk about sci-fi and TV shows along with Star Trek. So basically, my love for sci-fi started with me sitting down with my grandma re-watching the like or watching the reruns on bbc and it was star trek next generation like this was like in the beginning 90s or like two thousands. so i remember sitting down with my grandma and we we're watching star trek she'd always take me out to watch like either star wars or like stargate if there's anything that's like sci-fi field it was always to do with my grandma after that, um, I built up like an interest with Star Trek. I wa- I watched the TOS, which is the original series. I watched Next Generation. I kind of watched Enterprise, and and um, Space Nine, but not really, uh, just because I was so in love with the like the original series and the Next Generation. Those are the best. I I, I would say overall sci-fi movies and tv shows uh outer limits i would consider that a tv show like a yeah, sci-fi TV, tv show outer limits x files oh my god like i can nerd out and i and like how i was doing in my other podcast was mentioning x files uh you know what the future of x files would be uh without uh what's her name sully mm-hmm. you know because you know that fox molder he's he wants to do a, another season but of course sully is not part of it she doesn't want to you know, like I, I don't know, I want them to come back just because, you know, I do believe. You know sure. <laughs> I do believe. But yeah, and, and that's where it spikes my whole interest, you know, for sci fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, anything that's well, even even big um not Big Bang Theory. Back to the Future. Back to the Future was was a good one for me too. Like, yeah, anything that's sci-fi, I will always watch it. I would push Action videos, adventure video videos aside, just to watch sci-fi. Okay, that's me. That's my mer- nerdy
1: kind of moments. Like was with my grandma. <laughs> okay. Since you went with two, I'm gonna go with two. It. One of the obvious ones is just video games. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty sure all of us are gamers at heart. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Gaming, gaming. Um, yeah, I've been I've been playing games since I was a kid. Obviously, I'm not afraid to admit that. My favorite game of all time, Perfect Dark. 64. Oh my gosh, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Better than Golden Eye. You alright. mentioned this
2: in another podcast. Earlier. Better
1: than Golden Eye, Perfect Dark, my favorite game <laughs> of all time. I still think about it. You could shoot a rocket launcher and control it and chase after the person. That was unheard of. I don't remember any other move doing yeah, that before. Yeah, you had a laptop gun where you can open it up and use it as like a sentry, and you can play King of the Hill. So while you're Controlling the area or capturing it, mm-hmm. you can have your laptop gun just shooting at the bad guys by itself. That was like ahead of its time, right there. That's like <laughs> yeah. some Call of Duty four kill streak perk right there. All right. Oh my goodness. All I'm saying it's perfect dark. Now you know I mean not many. I don't think a lot yeah, of people have really heard knows, yeah. as a perfect dark except for the hardcore gamers, but. I, I mean, remember yeah, Perfect Dark. What it, was a, it was an N64 game, right? Yep, N64. Yeah, I,
0: I remember that, but I never played it because my my cousin always had all the games. Like, me, I'm a,
1: I was only stuck with the Mario 64. That's, yeah, you're that was you're missing out. Of... I mean, if you like oh, yeah. GoldenEye, it's pretty much just GoldenEye, but like a thousand percent better. Yeah. <laughs> and another one is just books. I mean, I... I'm an avid reader. I love reading books, and it's usually just urban fiction, the Dresden Files and yeah, yeah, the Blake. Yeah. Um, anything to do with um, like a mystery, crime, private detective type of thing with Trilla like some supernatural twists. Yeah. That's that's the type of stories I read, along with like a Song of Ice and Fire, which is what most people would know as just Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably won't be able to read the next two books because it probably will never happen, and I've come to terms with that. Yeah. George R. Martin takes his so last time writing books, but I read all the books. Uh, huge fan of the series the novels along with other urban fiction novels wow that's like that's like me with stephen king's like yeah. i i like reading stephen king
0: i, I like reading james patterson's yeah that, those are my two actually authors that i read Cassandra
1: yeah. clare is another one yeah. her her mortar instrument books uh dark eye fact all that stuff mm-hmm. um the City of bones movies shadow Hunter tv shows um i read all those books i love it yeah that's, that's crazy I'm just I'll close it with uh, Movies (laughs) Okay
2: Like yeah Well you already Kind of like Went into it With the sci-fi stuff Eh,
0: Yeah yeah
2: Something yeah So like I mean And then going Adding on to like With your Kyola's books and stuff Like yeah I like a good story Like and then movies Is like telling a story Right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I just I love getting Like like, drowning Drowning Like just focus Immersing immersing myself Into a movie With a good story A good plot And just like especially with series and stuff like yeah. like Star Wars, Avengers, like all of those even like like I didn't really enjoy this one but Hunger Games like I it yeah, yeah, it, it kind of like I kind of like like semi enjoyed it just wa- watching like obviously it's books first right I enjoyed Jayla but... <laughs> but yeah like all like all those movies with a good strong good stories strong, strong like story. I I love like no just <laughs> just for that, what, like, as, like on average, two hours no, span, and, like, you just sit there and you just no, watch and, this. No, and, and
0: to add, like, if you read the books prior to the movie, then you can, and you can expect, like, kind of like a fight scene or whatnot, and you can basically, like, whatever played out when you, while you're reading that book, yeah. like, you probably play out, and then you see it on a big screen. And it's like holy shit, that actually happened. Yeah, holy yeah, shit, shit, that's how I imagined it. Yeah, I second that. That's a good one. Yeah. So actually, okay, I'm just gonna do my last one. Uh, one of my last ones is gonna be uh, science or geoscience. So my nerdy moment for geoscience, which is actually my career or my future career right now, because I'm training to become a geologist, was me actually heading out to Kalapana with my my family and whatnot, and we seen the lava flow. I was so interested in lava. I don't know why. I just, I just, I, I'm from Big Island, so I am naturally, so, drawn yeah, naturally drawn to to lava. So towards the end, when I had to choose what, what I want to be when I grew up, I wanted something that would kind of like bring me back home. Lava, it's a type of science that's volcanology, which is in the geoscience, which is geology and geophysics. That's where I'm heading. And that, that was my nerdy moment. I just went off with my grandma uh, about you know, the formations and how lava is created and etc. And I just was like, I felt really good. I felt awesome because I like, you know, come on now. I, I'm supposed to be like I'm not supposed to know about this, but yet I do because I read books and I, I was taught this. So I got to explain to my grandparents, I explained to my family, and they were they were like, You're gonna be a geologist. You're super smart. And I and that kinda like instilled in me and that's why like right now I'm nerdy.
1: nice nice nerdy geologist yeah my last one just being a techie i mean i worked with computers for pretty much 10 years and you pick up a thing or two about troubleshooting yeah just technology in general i mean it's not just computers i mean i got i got love for technology in general Mm-hmm. I keep up to date um, with CNET and then Gadget and Lifehacker yeah. I check out their websites all the time. But like I'm a huge tech guy. I got tons of just random, useless information <laughs> concerning technology that I don't even <laughs> need in my head, but it's still there.
0: It comes in handy because, like, um, just not too long ago, I, I started building a rig using a Ryzen 5, and... Because I remember what was what was taught back in computer electronics in high school. Now I now I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can make this work. I know how to program it. I know how to throw on mm-hmm. this program. You know, like go into the BIOS and like fix this up. You know, so or even components like extra uh, hardware components. I can switch
1: them out. It does so. save you money too. Whatever, yeah. whenever you can fix something for yourself instead of taking it to a repair shop. Yeah, so, so, does come handy.
0: so it does come in handy. And you know what? It's useless information.
1: However. You can use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I use it. I mean, but I'm the only one who really helps. I don't help out anyone else with so it. Is. It's really just me. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's it. All right,
0: guys. So we are NSQT talks, or this is NXQT talks. Nerds of the square table. If anything you guys got any questions or whatnot, you guys can comment, like, subscribe. Our Twitter is nerds_sq_table. underscore table. Our Instagram is Nerds of the Square. And our Twitch, sometimes we stream, sometimes we don't. But we're going to try and stream as much as we can. Nerds_sq_table underscore table. Shoots, my nerds. Shoots.